Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban, Master Certified Life Coach and Weight Loss Coach. I'm Sandra Priestley. I'm a leadership coach for female entrepreneurs and a feng shui practitioner. And welcome to the Happy Half Hour on my side of the continent. I am drinking in my martini glass, but I am drinking Kahlua with a little bit of cream mm. and some ice. Yeah. This is like my favorite. It is my favorite. Normally I have like just a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of milk, but today was special. So I had cream. So tell me what you're drinking and what you want to talk about today. Well, today I am drinking Prosecco and Ruby Red. No, I'm sorry. Not Ruby Red. Deep Eddie Cranberry Vodka. Okay. That is the coolest glass. Isn't that the I love it. Mm -hmm. I love this glass. It really is. It really is. It would not fit in my cupboards, but it's very slender and little bitty. And yeah, it's so beautiful. So what do you want to talk about? Girl, I want to talk about the vortex. I keep getting questions like, y'all talk about this vortex. What are you talking about? And I feel like we should probably say, you know, this is something that came from Abraham Hicks, like Esther and Jerry Hicks. We did not invent the vortex. Um, We learned about it. Although we could have, I feel like we could have, we're pretty kick-ass. That's true. We can't claim it. We can't claim it today, but- (laughs) When they explain the vortex, it made such sense to me. And Mm -hmm. they were talking about something that I knew to be true. I mean, oh, I love it. No, I mean, there was no um, friction. Is that the right word I'm Mm -hmm. looking for? Um, Resistance. 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 When I heard about it, and it was like, of course, that's true. That. I've, I've seen it in, in times of my life, but mm-hmm. the vortex is where everything is possible, where everything that we've ever wanted, everything that we've ever asked for is waiting for us. And we don't see it because we have resistance or we don't believe we deserve it. Or mm-hmm. um, so we don't really believe that it's there, but it, it's not any different than when I was putting together the board for January of what we say yes to. Yeah. And I saw all the letters and I was like, I can't find a big Y. Like, where's the capital Y that's, that's big, you know? And I had all these letters out and I asked for what I needed and poof, it was there. And so that's how I think of the vortex in a very simplified form. I so love it. I mean, because it did just come to you because you were receptive to it. But if you think in terms of the vortex being like all of the letters, all the letters that you needed were there. They were all there. I mean, I just couldn't. They were see there. Them. You just couldn't see them. So instead, you trusted and you asked. I asked, and then poof. You know what the vortex is to me? And I mean, I am not like I haven't really, I haven't really listened to Abraham mm-hmm. much. I don't know why. I mean, because the what I have listened to has been like mind-blowing my gosh I love it and it's like coming home to something that you always knew yes it's like it's like they explain things in ways that it's like oh and of course Mm -hmm. like and of course that makes sense but why is it so mind-blowing when it comes out of their mouth like it's just Mm -hmm. so entertaining I think that it you know it, it it makes it really connects but the vortex for me it's like, cause 
when we talk about this podcast and um, it's like, we feel like we're in the vortex, yeah. right? It's like, we feel like we're in this vortex where to me, it's like um, opening up to whatever's possible, mm -hmm. opening up to hearing our intuition. And like, it feels to me like conversations are effortless. Mm -hmm. The conversations we have are divinely led. The inspiration that we get is just divine. And when all of a sudden it comes through and we just trust that whatever it is that comes out of our mouth is what our listeners need to hear or want to hear or will change their life. Like it is just powerful shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, it, there's a different feeling to it when you just open yourself up mm -hmm. to what's possible. But you nailed it with the feeling because like for me, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. When I am there and it's when we're talking and when we're having these moments of clarity, um, mm -hmm. it can be at work, talking to a patient online, talking to a client, you know, just when you have that moment where you feel things just open up that totally, this is the right, this is the right way. This is, and I was thinking about this, if I can rewind, you know, 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was pregnant and I was, you know, I was alone. Um, I had, you know, didn't have much family around, you know, didn't have a lot of support. Um, you know, I had Paul and he was my best friend, but, but I remember in the moment feeling like, you know, you've got this baby on the way you have got to do something to give him the life that he deserves and I didn't know what to do. And I don't know where this came from in me, but I started walking around my apartment and looking at little things that I had and, and being grateful. And at that time I had nothing. Like mm -hmm. I, I had a hand-me-down couch. Um, I had a mattress and box spring on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I did have a TV, but I remember just this immense gratitude walking around just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, and feeling thankful. And I remember driving to my mother's house for something and stopping at Sonic to get a soda. And um, I know I was pregnant drinking soda. I'm bad, whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Could um, be worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And a Jeep Cherokee pulls into Sonic and is like on the other side of where I'm parked. And I see all the balloons coming out of, out of the windows, not that they were flying out, but you know, you could see them in the back of the car and I'm rubbing my belly and I'm talking to Logan and I'm like, I'm going to have a party like that for you one day. Like we're, we're going to do that one day. I promise. And I released it. I let it go. I didn't think about it until his first birthday. And at this point, you know, Paul and I are married and I'm pregnant with Lily. And we have his birthday party at his mother's house. And it is filled with people. There were 50 people there easily. And it was not until I was there at that party, looking at how drastically different my life was 
a year ago. Wow. And I remembered that Jeep Grand Cherokee at the Sonic. And I remembered that I told this little baby before I met him that I was going to give him that. And here I was at his first birthday party. And that was my first realization of manifestation. And then the more I learned and being in the vortex and the more I learned, the more I realized that me walking around like my little apartment, just being grateful for everything that was there opened me up to Mm -hmm. so much more. And that is what I always fall back on is when you don't know what to do, walk around and be thankful. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. So that's so the truth. And because what do we do typically when we have a problem or when we have a, a challenge that seems insurmountable, the first thing we don't do is drop down to our knees and be grateful for the mattress on the floor, right? The first thing that we do is start to panic. And what is going to happen? Yeah. And then we start to tell, we start to tell ourselves all these stories, right? Mm -hmm. Like we go down the rabbit hole, we feel the feelings, we've got the trigger. And then we start to tell ourselves the thoughts and then we feel the feelings, right? Thoughts, we thoughts turn into feelings, feelings, actions, actions turned into behaviors or results rather. But I mean, we have the thought, we feel the feelings. Sometimes that happens all at once. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we start to ping pong back and forth. We think more thoughts, we feel more feelings. We think more thoughts, we feel more feelings. You know, we take action. It's not good. We get results. We don't want, we take, then we go back to the, feelings and thoughts and being ping pong back and forth and we stay stuck. Yep. Because we we are just regurgitating what is and creating more of what is instead of what's possible. Yes. And what else could this mean? What else could this mean? You know, we, we had something that happened this week um, that I really can't get into because it's not my story to tell, but but it involves some of my kids. And there was a panic moment in me where I started going down the, what if this, and what if this, and oh my God, this, and oh my, the world is ending. And, and then Mm -hmm. I stopped myself and said, what are you thinking? You can't think thoughts like that. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. And, Mm -hmm. and then it was like, no, come on. Mm -hmm. You need to look at this. You need to feel this and you need to see what you want to come out of this. Don't get stuck here in where it is. Where is it going? Mm -hmm. And as I started that, it took me a good hour. Mm -hmm. But I was very proud of myself that I was able to start turning it around in an hour instead of letting it linger for a week. And we do, we can do that. Oh, I've done it. I've done it for months. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's so true. You know, um, I was telling the story this week or last week, I think too, about how um, I really learned how to process the feelings and process through them without creating more thoughts. I think when we start to create the thoughts and we start to tell stories in our minds, we like keep the feelings there. Or if we feel it and we've got a thought and we think, okay, I'm just going to ignore this. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to feel about it. I'm just going to pretend it doesn't there. It isn't there. It's like 
shutting the door on a fridge with rotten fruit in the back. And I think that's where people get confused mm -hmm. because people think you can't just think sunshine and roses all the time. And that's what shows up. And, and, and they're right, but you can't think about the crap that's going on right now all the time and expect something different to show up. You need to look at, at what is going on. You can acknowledge it for sure. We, we have to, Yeah. but then you've got to work through it. You know, right. I like where it's at right now. Where do I want to go? What do I want to create? What is this teaching me or yeah. us? Yeah. And yeah. Um, what is the best possible outcome that I see? Totally. My friend, um, I'm lucky to be surrounded by so many people that have like just these zingers, these like one-liners one that I, I truly live by. And I found myself saying these things over and over and over again. And so like one of the things that I love to do is like, I have this desire to say something that someone, one thing that someone repeats forever. Like I have had the, the luxury of being around. And one of the things that uh, uh, my friend said to me was, I was going through a really tough time about 15 years ago. And my friend said to me, Sandra, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. It is not okay to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, holy shit, how many months have I felt this? How many yes. months have I felt this? All of these awful feelings, like a long fucking time. So, but then the problem was, is I would feel the feelings and then I would tell the story and I would make it mean something else. And then I would feel the feelings and then I would feel guilt for feeling the feelings. And then I would feel shame for feeling the feelings. And then I would feel, you know, badly because I was staying stuck there and I wasn't being a good mom or a good, good wife when I'm, or friend when I'm really in this negative headspace, mm-hmm. And so, you know, it just like, now I have this process where I believe that feeling the feelings is important so that we can work through them instead of just forgetting that they're there. Because if something happens, we can pick that up in a heartbeat mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Something happens again to trigger it. We're right back where we yeah. were. But if we can process through it, we can, you know, gain some strength through it. And so I do this thing where I just like literally lay on the couch and feel whatever the feelings are. But when I have a thought about it, I stop the thought. Mm. So I just allow myself to feel the feelings. And I'll give you an example. I, um, a couple of years ago, was it, it was, oh yeah, about a year and a half ago, it was 2020. And I was saying to my husband, you know what? Like, uh, I've got some chest pain. And so he's a retired paramedic and he's asking me all these questions. And he says to me, and he's also an RN. And he says to me, I think you should go to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, fuck, no. This is never a good sign. My RN paramedic husband never tells anyone to go to the hospital. Like I literally, I could be, like I could have like my, my arm is hanging on just by skin. You know, like just like one little tiny centimeter of skin is hanging there. And he's like, got some steri strips. We'll just, you know, patch that right up for you. Don't need to go to the hospital. Like that is seriously almost where he's at. So when he tells me it's time to go to the hospital, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, the end is near. 
I better rush. Should I call the paramedics? Should I call the ambulance? What do I do? I don't know. He's like, you got to go to the hospital. You got to get them checked out. They'll probably give you a pink lady. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't even have first aid. Yeah, what's a pink? Um, a pink lady is, I don't know what it is, but it's like this little drink and it's got a little pink liquid and a white liquid and you drink it. And I think it's for, in case to prevent heart attack, like if you're having a heart attack, it'll treat it. I, I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. And so um, I go in and um, I get assessed and it's not a heart attack. Um, they do a chest x-ray, they do an ECG, they do blood work. And I went in, it was like a, I don't know, like a Sunday night at 11 o'clock that I went in and at four o'clock in the morning, I am still there. <laughs> so they did an ECG, they did um, a chest x-ray, they did blood work, they did a, a whole bunch of things. And the doctor said, well, your doctor will follow up with you. But the good news is you have nothing that will kill you in 48 hours. Oh, so good. I go home and I'm thinking, well, wait, what happens on hour 49? I can't get in to see my doctor for another four days. This is not good. And I get this phone call and I have to go for more tests. I have to go for a urea breath test for possible um, ulcer. And I have to go for a CT scan on my lungs. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what the fuck is happening? And so it turned out after all of these tests, they start finding all of these things that are wrong with me. And I told my doctor, I didn't come in complaining with a gallbladder. So why are you testing my gallbladder to find out I have polyps on it? I don't want to know that I have a hemangioma on my liver. Thank you very much. Is it a problem? No, lots of people have them. Stop testing it. Anyway, but um, what they found was pulmonary nodules on my lungs. Mm. And he's like, he phoned me and he said, Sandra, do you smoke? I'm like, no. Do you live with anyone that smokes? No, this can't be good. So he tells me I have these pulmonary nodules and I need to go for additional CT scan with the dye injected into my arm. Pretty sure at nighttime I was radioactive. Like you could have, like, you know, like a glow bug or what are they called? Firefly. <laughs> And, um, and they're not worried because I have several of them as it turns out and they're not changing. So all is well, but what happened was I started feeling massive fear, mm -hmm. like massive fear. And then I watched this show on TV and there was a mom who had purchased a lot. She was dying. She purchased a locket with a picture of herself in it, in it to her kids. And I started thinking, would my 19-year-old football playing son wear a locket with my picture in it? Should I order them? Should I order two? One for my daughter? My, you know, and I realized like I was creating this scenario that was not true. I was making it mean something that was totally yes. not true. Yes. So I just decided I was just going to feel the feelings. I was going to feel the fear. I was going to feel the worry. I was going to feel the angry. Why, why in the fuck is this happening to me? I live healthy. And I was going to feel all those feelings. And every single time I had a thought that came up that said, but what if it's bad? But what if this, where's the locket company that I can purchase these lockets from? I would just stop. I would not allow myself to go there. Mm 
I would only allow positive thoughts. I would only watch positive things. And I just, honestly, I just sat in the feeling. And after about an hour or two, I realized I kind of am bored. I'm bored of feeling this feeling now. I'm kind, I'm done. And I got up. I laid on the couch and felt sorry for myself for hours before that. And then I went, no, you know what? I got to stop telling myself these crazy stories. Mm -hmm. I need to focus on, well, what do I know right now? What do I know? What I know right now is there's no worry. And my doctor saying, I'm not worried. Mm -hmm. Why am I creating anything different? So I just felt sorry for myself. And then all of a sudden it was just like, okay, I'm done. Enough of I that. got up enough of that, enough of this shit. Like I'm tired because, but what I noticed was when I started to tell the thought, like when I started to have all these thoughts, mm -hmm. that's what kept the feeling stuck there. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a fucking drug to me. Mm -hmm. It felt like I was addicted to the feeling. And so I was going to continue to tell myself the thoughts because the feelings were adrenaline Yeah, and it was back and forth. Mm -hmm. It was so like, it was just this huge aha for me. And that's what I help now my clients through because like it, it truly was, it felt like freedom to me. Mm -hmm. Well, once you see it and you realize right? you don't have to tell that same story over and over mm -hmm. again and relive it and be in that. Cause it's just, it creates more and more and more of that Yeah, in, in the yeah. same way that when you start thinking differently. And you start looking for things to be grateful for. You don't have to have much at first, but mm -hmm. if you can find something to genuinely feel grateful for, yeah. more shows up. It's true. And it's true with money. It's true with jobs. It's true with everything. Yeah, it is. It is so true. Like, it's like everything is possible. Mm -hmm. It really and is, but <laughs> in the vortex, when we're in the vortex <laughs> and it's so funny because this is such a good example of being in the vortex though, right? Because I will guarantee you someone needed to hear the story of my lung issues. I will guarantee you someone will need to, there will be something that we said mm -hmm. that it will, one of these, one of the people that are listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube right now, something that we said will go <gasps> click. It's or like I knew aha. that. How did I know yes. this? Yes. Yeah. This is so true. Like and this when we is start so looking true. back at our lives, any of us, we can see evidence of it yeah. all around. And, you know, I look back, you know, when I've gone through, you know, some really tough times in my early 20s, all self created, but um, yeah. aren't they all? <laughs> right. But I was, looking at my thoughts and where my thoughts were and where my feelings were and what I thought about myself and what I thought I was capable of or worthy of or and I could I can see looking back the spiral that I created and and I did it with my thoughts I mean obviously I followed yeah. up with some action but um I could have changed had I known how to properly think yes I could have changed a whole lot of things and we can't go back, but we can do it now. But, yeah. but, but having the ability to look back and see the patterns that we have created in our lives is eye-opening. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. Like, even if, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just talking about this today, actually, um, in one of my training sessions where I was saying, you know, um, it's acceptance week. So I was talking about how, you know, a lot of times we pick up, we pick up, I mean, we experience traumas mm-hmm. that we hold on to from years and years past. Mm-hmm. And when they pop up, or if they are still in our conscious mind all the time, a lot of the times I think what happens is we can't really achieve acceptance. Because our 47-year-old us judges the actions of our 17-year-old us that experienced it. Right. And I'm 30, well, now I'm more than this, but like, you know, 30 years have passed, 30 years of learning. We can't go back and go, oh my gosh, why did I do this? This changed the, the, you know, trajectory of my life in a bad way. If I hadn't done this and if I had done that, and if I had gone back to school and like, we judge so harshly Uh as though we are our adult self, our 50 year old self in in that 17 year old situation is just not possible to do ever do that we should never do that because it just keeps us stuck yeah yeah we and knew- the fact that we do it for that long it's right? like let that shit go right and we don't we don't need to carry it through Mm-mm. we don't need and, to and that, we continue to tell the story that's my message to the kids to well to anyone really but like when you mess up do what you can to fix it forgive yourself figure out where you want to go and get going. Mm-hmm. Like go create what you want. Don't get stuck in that moment of, oh, I'm such a fuck up because of this. And like, mm-hmm. let it go, go do right. something. And, exactly. And, you know, we talked about us turning 50 and, you know, and I look at the, this, oh, I should have my crown on right now. Oh yeah. 50. Uh, officially 50. Yeah. I, <laughs> it feels so cool. It really kind of does, but it but does. I, yeah. I'm almost like Lee, why didn't you let this stuff go sooner? Because mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm slowly getting it, the, all of it out, but you know, you think it's kind of cleared out and then you find another piece and you're like, shit, but yeah. I don't want or something to- you think that you work through comes back. Uh-huh. When you least expected it. (laughs) Where did you come from? (laughs) Yeah. But, but that's my wish is that somebody can hear that. And I know we hear things when we're ready to hear them, Mm -hmm. but I hope that, that someone can hear that just like, forgive yourself. It's okay. Yeah. And, and really, I think a lot of times when, when I've struggled in the past, I know it's like, I feel like I've made a mistake, but I feel like I also have been seen as making this mistake. You know, like what must they think of me? And that is what must they are. Right. Instead of just like, yeah, it's not who we are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so often we think, we think in terms of like, you know, well, they must be, they must still, re- no one remembers me from when I was 17 years old. If they do, they need to get a fucking life. <laughs> you know, like no one remembers that I, I don't know, went to a party and got drunk and fell down, you know, right. but it's like, that's just an example. But like, you know, we carry stuff that we think, oh my gosh, everyone, that was so embarrassing. It was such They're an embarrassing part of my life. talking about it over there. They're all talking about it. Guess what? No one gives a shit what you did. 
No one cares what you did last week. Yeah. 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 Like really, we all think in terms of first person. We are in our heads in first person. Mm -hmm. We really are. How does this affect me? Yeah. Like what did someone do and how did this affect me? So unless I did something to affect the other person, they might be thinking about what I did. But like, quite frankly, we just all think about our own problems mm-hmm. and our own ways that we screwed up and the own mistakes and the, like all of this stuff, like they've forgotten long about me. Right. But we think in our minds, oh my gosh, she still must be, does she remember? I know she remembers, okay, seriously. No, she doesn't care. She got her own problems. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 40 years. It's been, yeah, it's been 40 years. Give it up. Give it up. Let it go. You were were in grade four. I'll guarantee you no one remembers that 50 that you got on your social test. You know, I know. (laughs) I'll tell that story for another day, but. (laughs) Oh, okay. Write it down because you will forget because we're we're out of time. Can you believe it? Oh, no, I can't believe it. But, you know, lots of good stuff today. So. It was still super, super fun. We could stay on for hours. I know. Let's just talk about the vortex. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we hope you all have a great week and hope you get and stay in the vortex a little bit this week. Yeah. Yes. And we'll see you next Thursday on the happy half hour. Awesome. Bye. <laughs>